Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> I'm so excited for this part. Woohoo! I mean, are you kidding me? A live Q&A that we're recording for the podcast? How exciting is this? Okay, guys. Give it to me. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm a little nervous. Don't be um, nervous. Come. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Firstly, thank you for such a great class and such a great event. This has been incredible. So my question is, I'm a woman, obviously, business owner. I work with a lot of women business owners. And I'm just curious, any advice you might have for women business owners who want to leverage social media to reach their audiences, increase their impact, um, but are fearful of showing up on social media. Just any advice you could have because you have such an amazing social media presence. Thank you. I love this question. Can you share with me what your business is? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Nobody um, get mad at me. (laughs) I'm a fractional finance person, like a fractional CFO for mainly entirely women-owned businesses. So if they... This is important. (laughs) We need... Thank you. Where's Courtney? <laughs> yeah, I worked, you know, at really big companies for 20 years. And during the pandemic, I thought like this, it's not, this not feel aligned. It hasn't for a long time. So how can I take what I know and share it with people that can benefit from it, um, that are underserved in it, frankly. Um, so that's what I do. Um, and my clients do all kinds of things. They're, it's a, across a wide range of industries. Um, but I have noticed inclusive of myself, each of them is like, well, I guess I could go online, but eh, I, don't, I don't know how, I, what would I say, I don't want to show my face, um, that kind of thing. So you're saying um, that you want like, your clients to share things? Yes, and I want to be able to do okay, it for I was going to say, I think to take a step back, right, and to really ask yourself, Like, what is your why? Like, what is the thing that you connect with so deeply that you feel everyone in this room needs to know this information, right? And I think it's really important to also share that maybe, you know, setting the camera up and just talking to the camera right now isn't like the first step to take, but really, uh, you know, breaking down some very tangible, like, takeaways and advice that you think are crucial for, like, women, entrepreneurs, women, people in general to really know and to share those in a way that feels good for you. You know, maybe the way that, like, I share is not how you're going to necessarily, like, breakthrough to find your own voice online. And you guys, I have to tell you, when I started in this business, 
over eight years ago, I was terrified of putting myself on video. Terrified. I cringed. I judged myself. I would start watching the video and I'd be like, oh God, no, it's, it's awful. I, I can't. I can't put that out there. And first of all, like it really comes back to like the way I was speaking to myself. And at like that point in my life, I was really working on changing this relationship with who I saw when I looked in the mirror. And the more gentle I became with the process of like, I don't know the way, but you know what? I feel so passionate about sharing this thing that has made such a massive impact in my life that if I can impact someone else in a way that it's, you know, transform my life, come from that place. Try to really like meet yourself there. And maybe it's like writing a quote card or maybe it's a photo of something you feel connected to and in the caption really breaking things down. And The biggest thing is, I think, with social media, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think it's pretty clear to say, like, TikTok is all the craze. I still don't get TikTok. (laughs) So, like, I may not even be the best person to be talking about this with right now. However, I think leaning in in a way that feels good for you is, like, the essential ingredient and formula when it comes to sharing things online. And then to come back to it. It's like the same thing with everything in life, like the consistency of it. And, and by the way, maybe you do set up the tripod and a video and, and you share a quick clip of something that you feel strongly about and you sit with it. You know, I, I think just like getting yourself in a place to where you feel comfortable, it's all about starting there. Because right now it, it feels like you're probably living more in the force of like, I have to do this. This is the only way my business is going to expand. And it swallows you. And then you do nothing. Yes. Right? Yes. I've been there. I was there for many years before I ever leaned in to the discomfort of what I'm doing now. It's the lean in. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, I guess, kind of using workouts as a analogy you got to start somewhere and you start meet yourself where you are is what I'm hearing you say a hundred percent so slow steps thank you so much I'm gonna be so sore tomorrow but in like the best most incredible way hi hi I just have to hug everyone it's just my inert my personality (laughs) how are you come good So my question for you is, I love how open you've been about your acne journey, and I would love to know, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling with their insecurities, but they really want to show up and present themselves to the world? Mm -hmm. A good one. I mean, this is really where it all started for me, Mm -hmm. was being in the place of not having a loving relationship with myself. And I think for me, acne was a result of the internal anxiety that I was pushing away for so many years and then finally came out in that form. Mm -hmm. 
And it was for the first time in my life, instead of externally going to everyone for the answers, including doctors and being told that I had to to be on Accutane and um, pretty severe medication in order to heal this. However, I did Accutane and it never got to the root cause. I'm not a doctor, but I'm just sharing my experience here. Um, I think it's really important to share our experiences because they can help people along the way of other people struggling. And it was truly, I mean, when I tell you, I was like walking down the street after taking a class, someone's class, someone very well-known, someone's class in New York, and really feeling bad about myself. And then just like walking myself home and I'm like, it's wild that like I'm paying these people to make me feel bad about myself. (laughs) Like what in the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it was truly like, that was a moment where I was like, I think, I think I want to be a teacher in some form. I want people to feel good in my energy. I want people to walk away and feel empowered and not feel like you need to be torn down to be lifted up. And it just slowly started to shift. But where the real work changed when I, is when I sat with all of the things for the first time in my life and was no longer running from them. I was physically running from them for so long, running mm-hmm. seven miles a day and literally just breaking my body down, doing all these crazy intense things when it came to food and just my lifestyle was intense. Mm-hmm. And it was in the stillness. Mm. Yeah. It was sitting and crying a lot about coming to the realization that I was equally tearing myself down for all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I was giving off the energy and being in the same energy field who were bringing me down because that's how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, for me, my experience is it almost feels good to be in the negative because you've been that way for so long and to suddenly realize, oh no, I can feel good about myself is scary but I feel like it's so worth it in the end. It's the vicious cycle. It's like people who are addicted to drama. I'm sure everyone in this room has the person in their life or the family member that you love so much that is just living in that cycle and they don't know how to get out. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you are here being so present to know that there's something that you want to shift and that you want to transition in your life is the first step. So the first step is being honest with yourself. It is so challenging at first, Mm -hmm. but the more honest you become along the way, it just starts to like open the floodgates in your life. Mm -hmm. So can I ask you, are you meditating? Yep. Okay, good. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you have any like positive affirmations that you're working with? Yes, I'm trying to say every day that I'm worthy and capable of change because for so long I didn't believe I could change. But now, there, I forget who said this, but someone said that confidence is just keeping promises to yourself 
And I'm learning to do that as my practice every day, whether mm-hmm. it's meditating, moving my body, drinking a glass of water, honestly. That's just been my practice lately. Can I give you one suggestion? Sure. When you look at yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. I want you to say, I love you. And I want you to like really look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And if it feels uncomfortable or if it doesn't feel true, I want you to come back to it the next day. Yeah. And I want you to look at yourself and I want you to say, I really love you. And if you have, if you find that this is something that you aren't like, because I think it's one thing to say it, but to believe it and to feel it and to think of that little version of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I've Who been, lives there? Yeah. I've been slowly starting to see the little girl and be like, she, she, deserved, she didn't deserve to be torn down. She deserved all the love and support in the world. And I feel like I'm slowly coming back to her day in and day out. Keep coming back to her. Thank you. And just keep keep doing the work because sometimes I think, at least even for myself, I know when I really started with this work that I share really so proudly with all of you, it, it wasn't just like, and one day I was like, ah, you know, everything's better. And like, even today, it's like, this is all work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a constant ebb and flow of coming back to it. And some days you feel the shift, the other days you don't, mm-hmm. but it's the knowing yeah. that it makes you stronger mm-hmm. and staying with it. Of course, it, it's all worth it. It Go really ahead. is. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to stand for the hugs now in between. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm shaking. That's okay. <laughs> I came from Toronto to see you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Love Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love our Canadians. Um, the reason I came all the way from Toronto to see you is because you've been such an inspiration in my life. And I'm a serious OG. I've been doing your workouts. For, since the beginning, and not only your workouts, but looking at your Instagram stories. I just like need some Melissa in my life every day. And I think you've been an inspiration to me just to like slow down and have a better relationship with myself. And just talking to some of the women in this room today, I think you've been a real inspiration to a lot of people. And everyone kind of has their own story about how you've inspired them. Um, so my question is, who inspires you in your life? That's really sweet. <laughs> Did everyone hear? No. Yeah. Sorry. Can you pull oh, the mic a little? Closer? Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, I asked Melissa who's an inspiration in her life. I really want to share this with zero ego attached because it's really important for me to do that. But I have, I have, learn to become my own greatest inspiration. And it's because I, I never believed any of it was possible. And I really lived so deeply in that mindset for most of my life. And I think when you grow up around that mindset and you have certain traumas, you believe it. You know, and I, 
I used to have these massive visions of a lot of other people who are my greatest inspirations. Without a doubt, they inspire me. But I've learned that the power and strength that those people hold is something that we all have inside. It really is. And the more that I have, (laughs) the more that I've been able to tap into that inner strength, I feel like I can literally do anything that I put my mind to. And even today, like being here, teaching three classes and like being in the energy of all of you. And I mean, I went to the back of the room and I was just like, oh my God, I'm so emotional because it's just incredible what happens in your life when you set your mind to something and you believe in yourself. And I think, you know, we believe in so many people in our lives, but it's really freaking powerful when you take that and you bring it in and you have this realization that you are no different than these people. Like, why not you? Why not me? And I think having that attitude has changed changed everything for me. Like, look what you've built, but also, like, look how many people you've touched, like, really touched. Um, so it's amazing, and you're such Thank an Thank you. That was so yeah. sweet that you asked <laughs> me. And also, I, I just have to say, when I was, like, finishing up and walking off the stage, I looked at my sister. My little sister is here. Laura, I'm going to make her. And she was crying, and I was like, who look at us, you know, like who knew? <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here. I swear I did not think I was going to like be so emotional, but it's, it's emotional. No, and I'm just letting myself be today. Oh, I said I wasn't going to sit back down. Hi, um, I'm Miri. I've been a member for five years. Woo. I've- you are the voice of my conscience and probably many people's conscience <laughs> in this room. Um, and quickly leading up, my boyfriend of 10 years just proposed to me. 10 years. Wow. Baby. Um, we did your meditation together outside in the woods, and I turned around and he proposed to me. He had his ring open. It was amazing. Stop it. Yes. Stop. So leading up to that, my question is, um, he sees me do your workouts all the time, and he won't get on the mat. Oh. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you advise to lead your partner into doing something you know that they want to do, but they're feeling really resistant? <laughs> and so I think he's just so intimidated by it, and I think a lot of men are intimidated by Pilates and stretching, and... I just want to get him on the freaking mat. <laughs> this is gold. So it's by letting go. And uh, trust me, it's really hard for me to do that, especially with my partner. But like I was the one who was like pushing, saying things. Do I still sometimes, I would be lying to you all if I didn't give a gentle, passive-aggressive something on the side. <laughs> but I'm really really learning that it's through 
And I know you've been together for 10 years. I mean, it, it took a long time, I think, for Noah to want to, to do it for himself mm. and no longer to please me. Because what I was finding is like, it was this like, look, I'm, I'm doing it. And it was like, okay, yeah. But then you're like, you're not doing it again for two weeks. And then you're like, doing it. But like, where? It's just the consistency. And I do believe like being that example and then having a real conversation about the importance of taking care of yourself and like what it means to you and as a couple and like for, for your family to feel your best. And that you don't just, you know, want to do this work for you. And by the way, maybe it's not my workouts, you know, maybe it's his own stuff. Like Noah has his own thing, but he will like dabble. Like I'll be like, can we do like five minute abs together? Well, you know, we'll be working out together and he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. And he's like, okay, yeah. And he's, I mean, oh God, he told me I couldn't talk about him on podcast, but this will be short and sweet. (laughs) Sorry, but it'll be like, it's hard and it is hard. So I, I really have found, I mean, Noah and I've been together for a really long time that it's through me being more loving and really not being passive aggressive, you guys, but I just want to be able to just sit here and be like, oh, just love them. Cause it's sometimes like you say things and you know, but it is with love and also being like, after that one workout he did, be like, you look great. <laughs> like, I see abdominals. Like, just positive, positive reinforcement makes everyone feel good, right? So, like, have a nice, meaningful conversation how important this is for you. Maybe a tear. <laughs> I'm being serious, actually. Like, emotions do, you know? Just, like, let them know you real... This how much this means. But with love. It, it is truly with love that things... The only way things last. And a little aggression. Just, like, not aggression, but direct. Because, okay. like, I can be super aggressive, and it usually doesn't stick. Yeah. It doesn't stick, and, like, they... It just doesn't feel good, like you don't love it when people do that to you. I know I don't. So I'm really working on that in therapy and um, a lot of things of not just flying off the rails. And that's why I meditate because it brings it back to like being more loving and accepting, not just towards myself, but finding compassion for everyone in your life. Okay. So with love, what's his name? Corey. Corey, we love you. I can't believe you you propose after a meditation. By the way... Corey wants this. Thank Corey, you. like the fact that he did that, he's connected. Just have the conversation. Hi. Oh, I can't believe I get to hug you. You get to hug me, of so course. Exciting. I can't believe I get to hug all of you. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So I'm so excited to be here. And before yeah. I jump into my question, I just want to say that before I discovered you and Melissa Wood Health and your workouts, I was always scared to get into Pilates because I thought you had to have a certain body type or look a certain way. And as a curvier woman, I was like, oh, like this doesn't seem like something that I would be good at. And I was really intimidated. And because of you, I was able to get over that fear, start loving Pilates and really, you know, tap into wellness and feel like my best self. So thank you for that because I was always too scared before you. Woo! 
Love it. Um, so my question for you today, um, you know, there's so much social media out there with TikTok and Instagram, and there's so much information and misinformation out there about what is best for you and what is best for your body. Um, you know, for example, I'll be scrolling on TikTok and I'll see one video that's like, weightlifting is the only way, you know, and then the next video will be like, weightlifting sucks, only do Pilates. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> How do we get Instagram to stop? sending those to us or like why are we, why are, why am i seeing those right. <laughs> so my question for you is how do you recommend or do you have any advice for navigating that and figuring out what's best for you um and kind of quieting all of the noise a hundred percent i think it really all comes back to this relationship you're building with yourself right like i think it's so easy the second like a question or a challenge pops up in your life to like opinion shop and ask every single person what they think, what should I do? And I think we forget the fact that we have all the answers right here, you know? And, and listen, people love weightlifting. And I also, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but like, how do you feel when you do it? And I think it comes back to trying things on for yourself and to really getting curious and experimenting. I mean, I did a ton of different stuff before I also blew out my back twice, slipped a disc and realized that, oh, okay, this is what everyone's telling me that I need to do to like attain results that I want. And I realized, no, it wasn't. And we are fed a lot of information, but you are the one that holds like the power and the answers of the things that work best for you. And it just, it all comes back to, I think, really strengthening your intuitive voice, sitting with yourself and like asking yourself, like, show me the way, like, show me the way, put it out energetically so that you're not the person who needs to figure everything out, but you're going to, you're going to know when something works for you, right? Like when you feel excited about doing something daily, or maybe if you're not even that excited, but you're noticing something starting to change and you want to come back to it, more times than not, that's probably more of your thing. I mean, look, Kim's classes are more like Kim likes to incorporate different levels of weights and different moves. And I love the combination, but at, at my core, like I'm more of like a Pilates, honestly, use your own body weight, like less is more is, is really where I feel like my best. And it's all about like you getting clear with yourself and tuning out all of the noise and really paying attention to who you follow. And then of course, talking when your phone's on around, because apparently it's listening to us and like, we're all going to have all of these videos on our phones later, but so it's all, it's like, what feels good for you? Pilates. Okay. So there you go. Okay. There's your answer. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I have been raving about Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic since it came out because it works. This is a broad spectrum, two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic, you guys. This really gets 
things flowing, if you know what I mean. And we've got to have that flow that is just essential in life. And this is a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. This has systemic benefits beyond the gut. And it is a two-in-one capsule, like I said, that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. And I can ensure you that it gets delivered to the colon and beyond. So what does this daily symbiotic do for you? Well, this is the first in seeds pipeline of scientifically validated products. This is important because it's not just a probiotic. It is a pre and probiotic capsule for adults that supports digestive health, gut barrier integrity, gut immune function, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. And both Benjamin and Eleanor take their PDS08 Pediatric Daily Symbiotic, which is also amazing. You guys know I love seed because it really works. And if you are looking to start a new healthy habit today, you can visit seed.com slash MWH and use code MWH20 to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic or the PDS08 Pediatric Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash MWH and use code MWH20. And I will also let you know another thing I love about Seed is that when you first sign up, you get the bottle. And every month, you get the 30-day supply in a recyclable container. And it's just better for the planet and better for your health. This is really fun. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Sorry, I'm so nervous. That's okay. Um... So first of all, thank you for everything. You're such an inspiration to me, like more than I can ever even put into words up here. And I don't even know what I'm saying, but it means so much <laughs> to me. And um, so my question is, I know you've suffered a lot with anxiety and different hard times in your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, one thing with that is when you have a period of bad anxiety or just like a rough month or a rough however long it is, Mm -hmm. and then you feel good again and you feel more like yourself, how do you absorb, like, how do you feel like you deserve that? Like, sometimes I feel like you think, oh, no, I'm going to feel bad again, or Mm -hmm. I don't, this doesn't feel normal to feel good. And you're like, I need to take it in, but you psych yourself out a little. I don't know if that's something you could ever relate to, but that was kind of, I don't know if that's the question. No, I feel like this is rather great timing that you're asking this question because last week... I was in a session with my therapist and I started doing cognitive behavioral therapy because in the past I've, you know, I've worked with therapists and I found more traditional sense. By the way, it like, I love therapy. If you're doing traditional therapy and it works for you, amazing. I have just discovered that having more tangible kind of takeaways after a session of like, okay, if this, ha- if this is coming up, like, what are we going to do about it has just been more proactive for me because I have become just 
more solution oriented in my life when like challenges arise, which are every damn day. And I was just telling her, I was like, you know what, Lindsay, I feel so good. I feel like, yeah, I was like, I haven't been anxious for three, four weeks. I'm like, I think it's gone. Like, it's great. All this work I've been doing, I swear to you, I swear to God. I was like, I just like, I can manage everything. Like, I'm just in such a great place. She was like, okay, Melissa, that's so great to hear. However, like, if you feel anxious tomorrow or next week, like, I don't want you to beat yourself up or like go back to like, why am I feeling? Because that's the old behavioral patterns, what I used to do. So I wake up the next day and I was like, why did I say that? And it's just like a spiral of things, you know? And I've had a really anxious week, a ton of anxiety. And it actually was nothing. It was like not the event, nothing to do with anything here. It's just some things in my life and really understanding, okay, like this is something that I have lived with my entire life. So instead of sitting there and judging it and being upset with myself that the tools are not as effective this week or what's going on, I am learning to pay closer attention to the things that regulate my nervous system. So instead of living in that vicious cycle of fight or flight, which I did for so long. And I I shared this, you know, on social media, I got so many messages from people when I was saying the realization I had that like, you actually don't need to live your life. Like a tiger is chasing you through every minute of your day. And it's been changing my relationship to it Mm -hmm. and really coming back to just being more gentle with myself and also really tapping into the things like for me, like I love coffee. Truly nothing makes me happier than coffee. I, if you told me I could never have sweets or anything, I would be like, I don't care. Like don't take a latte from me. I live for, it's what makes me so happy. However, I've had such a deep discovery that it spikes my anxiety Mm -hmm. drastically especially having it on an empty stomach. And I, and I, I mean, not to go into a rabbit hole, but I do think I'm 40 now. My, my hormones have changed. Some people are perimenopausal and, and really like getting my bloods checked, understanding what's going on in my body. And like my iron was low and there were little things that I like tweaked. So like today I woke up, I wanted nothing more than a latte. I didn't have a latte today Mm -hmm. because I was like, it's high energy day. I don't need it. And, and I think it's, it's understanding the things in your life that spike that feeling of anxiety and then like write it down. Like today I had lunch with this person and I have the worst anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like it's about reshaping the relationship to it and getting clear with the things that increase it and the things that bring you back to a calmer nervous system. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. I'm so passionate about this. I want to do an entire podcast episode on regulating your nervous system. Dylan, didn't we already say that this week? (laughs) Because I have a lot of things and it feels like a lot, but it's really made a difference. Right. Like I've been able to like ride the waves without feeling like I'm swallowed and suffocated. 
Right. Okay. okay. Thank you so Thank much. You. I really appreciate that. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. What's your name? Gabriella. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I can't believe I'm here. Oh my God. So happy and to have you. Thank you again for this event. And everyone says you're an inspiration to everyone because you literally are. Um, my friends and I joke, Melissa, what is our religion? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so... I recently got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I've been going through my own health journey. And the more things I learn about my health and my body, the more empowered I feel to share with everyone else. Like, I feel like sometimes there's so much knowledge that women and everyone just doesn't know. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just feel like so empowered to share all this information with everyone. But my question to you is how you gain the confidence to share what you share and obviously empower and inspire all of these people that you do. Like, how do you do it so vulnerably and without ego and putting that ego to the side, silencing your imposter syndrome and just being able to share what you know without like fear of judgment, but also while going through your own stuff and like while also going through your own journey and doing the work and Mm -hmm. how you just share all of that and how you inspire and empower well, thank you, first of all. And do you follow Glucose Goddess? I do. I yeah. loved your episode Definitely with her. Yes. I've been following her since I got diagnosed, and it's been amazing. She has yeah. great like tips. Yes. And I even things I've implemented have really helped. Yeah. There is a connection with a spike in your blood blood yes. sugar. It's correlated to some so mental health stuff. Yeah. So it's been really enlightening. If you guys haven't listened to that one, I highly recommend it. And I love her. You know, it's so interesting because I feel like when people ask like certain questions like this, the answer really comes back to the fact that I meditate every single day. It is something that I create the space for in my life. And the reason I do is because I slowly started to see it was like I saw myself literally blossoming and changing into like this different version of myself the more that I stuck with the practice. It's, it truly is of anything that I do, all the things, it's my one non-negotiable. And it's because living in an anxious mind, I have a very anxious mind, or I can tend to feel anxious is how I'm trying to say that now because I don't, I think the way that you speak on behalf of like, I am an anxious person or I have anxiety, it makes you feel like you're, it's an attachment to you. So instead I'm like, no, I feel, I'm feeling anxious, right? So it's less of like, I'm not anxious, I'm feeling anxious. That's been really helpful. Mm -hmm. But it's knowing that my number one priority truly when I open my eyes and I really do strive every day to like get it done before my kids wake me up in it it, or get up. It doesn't always happen, but I find the time to come back to it because it all starts in the mind. Yeah. And the more that we can, and sometimes like Yes, it can calm you. Not always. Like sometimes I had an anxious week. I wasn't feeling the most calm, but I felt more centered. And when you 
really align yourself. Like it's like an alignment of the chakras, Mm -hmm. right? It's like bringing it back. It's building this internal foundation of peace for you. This is truly how I feel about meditation. Over time, it strengthens this power. It strengthens your voice, your intuition. I am a witch. You can't get anything by me. I know (laughs) everything. It's wild. Sometimes I'm like, I actually wish I wasn't that intuitive. (laughs) No, it it is a gift, but it can be a curse. (laughs) However, it's something that has supported me on my journey. When I do things that I'm terrified of doing, I meditate. You better believe I meditated for 20 minutes this morning. I made sure that I was up. I did my thing. And then I meditated again with Yasmin during her class. I've done my prayers in the back because it's what fully flipped the switch on how I started to look at myself. And when you're meditating, so it's funny because like I'll do your meditations, but when you meditate, do you do? I love when people ask me that. You know, like, no, yes. Do you just sit in silence? The way that I'm guiding you is how I'm guiding myself I will, however, sit longer in silence. Yeah. Which I know like a lot of the feedback and like you guys tell me, but a lot of the feedback has been like, it's uncomfortable, right? When no one's guiding and you're just listening to things. But for me, I really want to go even deeper into guiding in a way that helps you, I mean, transcend your energy and it feels almost like you have this wave of emotion that goes over your body and you're like, like you float for a minute. It doesn't happen to me every single meditation, but when I like really sit and I'll like do a combination of breath work and then go deeper into the silence of it, Erica and I are actually doing a live very soon over a practice that she composed this beautiful meditation practice for me that's been this combination of like breath work meets stillness meets mantra and it's you feel like you can fly so the reason why I share so many different versions is also because I do a lot of different things Mm -hmm. every day like I am it's intuitive I'm like what do I need I really need to tap into breath work feeling extra anxious but all of the things that are shared are just different versions but if you guys want to go deeper I'm so ready to guide in a way, but it's like being more still with yourself and and sitting more in the stillness, less of the voice of being guided. Yeah. You want that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) We're ready. Amazing. Good. I'm ready too. Thank you. That was so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, first off, thank you so much. You've definitely been a huge inspiration for me. So this is like so surreal being here. I'm visiting from LA, but I'm from Toronto. I think someone else is from Toronto too. Yes. So my question is, I've heard you say this before, and I think you said this even like in another question, that you didn't believe anything was possible for you. And I was wondering what moment or what made that shift for you where you started to believe things were possible for you and... Does that still, do those limiting beliefs still come up for you? And how do you continue to overcome them? Uh, One of my most favorite things to talk about. Um, So I remember like being really young and, you know, fully felt as if nothing, nothing in life was possible. I, I will say one of my biggest kind of 
breakthrough moments for me was when I came to New York for the first time in my life. Um, I think growing up in a smaller town and like for my personality, like made me feel limited and like, like knowing myself now, I'm like, I am such a big city girl. It's just like where my soul is meant to be. And moving to New York, I remember like walking on the streets and, and I was like early twenties, had never really been anywhere else other than Toronto actually. So came, like didn't travel much growing up and coming to New York and being like, oh my God, like this is where it's at. <laughs> like I just was so connected to the energy and it was like, instead of like some people feel like it is triggering for them, it fueled me. Like it fueled something. If, if I literally felt possibility like walking on the streets and I didn't know New York. I was literally like walking around learning the streets myself. And it wasn't really until I like, I finally did move here and then was you know, I, I wanted to model and I went to every agency and was told no by everyone that I needed to lose weight, that I was too short, that I wasn't the look, that I had to do all of these things. And it was like g- getting knocked down left and right. So through that transition of really like almost going back to that place of like, this is never going to happen. Like this is just, this isn't happening for me. And going back, you know, I was working at Bloomingdale's at the Chanel counter and working my job. And then I got called to go on America's Next Top Model. Actually, my sister was the one who made me apply. Remember that law? She <laughs> she was like, you're doing this thing. There's this show called America's Next Top Model. And you all you have to do is send in a video. I like sent in a video in someone's driveway. It was like in Syracuse. It was the worst video ever. Like cars were going by. I was like, could I have not send in any any better quality? So then I'm like in line at Bloomingdale's at the coat check and I get this call. They want you to come to LA. You were like chosen to see if you're going to be on the show. Now, everyone who worked with me then knows that that week I was sick for a week. I was really in LA on the, on the show, but I didn't make it into the show. I thought my life was over and I really came back to that place of just feeling as if it was just never happening. And this is in the spiral of having an eating disorder, living fully still in that place of limited beliefs. And then learning to be with myself. And I swear, I feel like every answer could come back to meditation, but sitting with myself, being with these things that were coming up is where things slowly started to lift for me. So it really wasn't until my mid-ish to late 20s where things started to really feel like, you know, there's, there is something. And, and I do think just like being in New York and being surrounded by so many ambitious, successful go-getters, you know, the energy of it was always there for me, but I was never deeply connected to my soul. So I think externally your environment, yes, it can uplift you. It can do all these things, but I think what I've really learned to discover, it's like you can live anywhere and like the uh, environment can be what it is. But if you have this deep connection with your inner self, that's where that realm of possibility starts to come over you. 
Did I answer your question? Meditation. <laughs> I know. Meditation and meditation. It's meditation, guys. You did. Thank you so much. Thank you. I have been eating a plant-focused diet for so many years. And while I just live for a plant-rich meal, I am not in the kitchen as much as I used to be now that I have kids and a business. It's just like some days it just doesn't happen. And that is where oh, I'm such a diehard fan of Sakara life. Sakara is everything. They have ready to eat meals. It's a functional wellness essential program that just nourishes your body with whole organic ingredients. Every single meal is so delicious, filling, decadent. It's truly just one of my ultimate meal delivery services. And you not only feel so good after you eat it, you have a boost of energy. It helps support your digestion. And I just cannot recommend Sakara enough. I'm truly one of Sakara's biggest fans. And I'm so excited because right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash MWH or enter code MWH at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash M-W-H to get 20% off, you guys, 20% off your first order. I can say with so much confidence that you will not be disappointed. Your skin, your hair, your nails, your energy levels, and you're just going to feel amazing across the board. I love, love, love Sakara. I'm also nervous, so... Okay, that's okay. Thank you. Yes. This is amazing. Um, I just have to say that I didn't actually buy a ticket to this event because I just had a baby, but shout out to my best friend who was like, I have an extra ticket. You're coming. That's so sweet. (laughs) Congratulations on your baby. That's sweet. So that is really the stem of my question is, um, I just had my third. You've been, like, I've been, I guess you've been a part of my journey since my second when I was pregnant with her. And I love, like you've talked about with your journey, how it was all about just getting it in, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes. So that's been huge. But I'm so in the thick of like sleep deprivation. And I know this is probably the last time. So I want to like just really build myself up but I you know juggling you also have to be kind to yourself when you've slept like two hours (laughs) for weeks so just any I know you've talked about this before but like advice for like the movement postpartum Mm -hmm. um, now that you're sharing also more with like the nutrition I'm sure you're going to say meditation (laughs) should be on my list too (laughs) but anything that you can share of course. How newly postpartum are you? Is that okay? 10 weeks. Okay. Yeah. So it's so new. <laughs> it's so fresh. And I, I think giving yourself grace is the first thing. Okay. And, and I think a lot of women 
focus so much on the like getting back. And I'm here to tell you, there's no way back once you have kids. (laughs) There is a new way that's being paved ahead. And like, you just got to focus on it. And you need to sleep. And it's, that's the most important thing for you is like healing. You're still healing and giving yourself little increments of rest. How old are your kids? Five, two and a half, and 10 weeks. Okay. So I just got chills because I'm like, mom, I just want to like give you a bath, like a warm shower. And that is your self-care for the day. And to really like not have a plan that you need to show up there for anything no right Anytime now. I have a plan, it doesn't work out, but yeah, I yeah. think this time is to lean into one thing a day to one thing that just makes you feel like you're coming back, like you're, you're, you're coming back in here, not going back there, but coming back to this place within yourself where you feel a little ounce of peace. And, you know, I know everyone's situation's different. I don't know if your partner is super involved or if you have outside help or if you're family, but I think leaning into all the support that you can and even just having, you know, cry on the phone with a friend. (laughs) And it's so, I was the most emotionate, pregnant, postpartum woman. I mean, it really rocked me. So even once you, well, you also have to, once you've done it, it doesn't, yeah, like you're still, no, like, it oh, doesn't I've done like this, make it I'm easier. Still, like, totally. No. <laughs> and like, people are like, when did you like start to, you know, when did your body? And I'm like, I don't know. I like, I just slowly, it was like, as soon as I was cleared for a movement, I would just do something like, and, or not like it's, it, that's equally okay. And just taking a nap or like a five minute, just listen to the sound bowl meditation or even that while you're, you know, feeding the baby or whatever it is. I think the biggest word to leave with you is like to find grace and to look at the little mini pockets because there's not going to be a lot of pockets in your day. But if you do have a mini pocket, like what is the thing that makes you feel like you're like coming back home? to yourself, but be gentle on yourself. <laughs> it's, it's hard being a mom. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're giving to everyone else but yourself. So if, if you can lean into the support and ask, you know, what's the one thing that would just make you feel better that day? Thank you. Okay. I would never know you had three kids. Like you look. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My mom will be at the next one. Oh, like, oh. I'd love to have mom. I feel like you guys are going to tell me I'm done, but I'm like, who else? <laughs> Should we do one more in the audience? Oh, I feel like I can't pick. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I feel like you raised your hand first. That was just like so fast. I told my friend I wanted to ask a question, but Good. then I didn't come up. <laughs> See? You aligned the energy and life synchronicity has you here. 
Hi. Hi, I'm Erica. And this gets back to that meditation, meditation, meditation. But how did you literally start your meditation practice? Because I have to say, like during COVID, I did your meditations and I feel like they helped get me through COVID, but I honestly like haven't meditated since then. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how do how does one start mm-hmm. to build the meditation practice? For me, it was from feeling my worst and not liking the way that I was being towards myself or towards anyone in my life. And I I actually started, I did a weekend workshop in New York. It was transcendental meditation. I know people love it. I think it all really comes back to the style that resonates and speaks to you the most. And it it was something that like for me, I was like, okay, like let me just try this on. I, I will honestly tell you like now looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I, like there was just so many things. I'm like, what? However, now with the beauty of so many things being on online, like the fact that you can literally cultivate this practice in your living room, no matter where you are, I think it's just the most, incredible thing in the world. So it, it really came from this place of wanting to change, of really wanting to change. And also having these massive desires to do something different and to be someone different. And it was through that drive and the vision of knowing it was like, I, it's it's crazy because I would have these these visions of like wearing a suit, like being in this like great suit, and I'm like I love a suit now. Like it's it's so interesting that I almost like painted these the, the pictures before the the picture ever became a reality. And I do think the power really lies in your mind and asking yourself like what is the thing that has you feeling this way, like. What is it? Like, are you calling in something different? Are you feeling a transition in your life? Yeah, I guess um, just like the next step for my career in my life. I don't know like where that might be. I come from a heavy like finance background. I might want to branch off more now into like consulting and doing my own thing. And I was telling my therapist the other day, I haven't established my domain name because I'm just like scared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's like, you just need to take baby steps and just do it. But for me, I think it's like the unknown is what makes me scared. Of course. And by the way, even though I'm doing things that I never imagined I'd be doing in my wildest dreams, I still feel nervous. Like I felt so much excited, nervous energy for this. I felt so nervous and scared and stressed when I was speaking at Harvard. Those things are always going to come up, but it's being able to, to take those emotions and harness them. I mean, like I said, I could continually come back to the more that you can sit right here to sit with yourself, to tune out the noise. There is so much noise, especially in New York. And at the end of your meditation that you're going to start doing tomorrow or even tonight, tonight. I want you to say, I love this. And this is one thing I've been doing a lot. And it's amazing what happens. Show me the way. To, to give it over 
to really trust in the guidance of this higher power that moves through us when we believe in the source and we believe in being supported by the universe when we are so aligned with the things. And even if we're not so aligned, but we know there is something else out there, I want you to take that energy and I want you to breathe, bring that in into your practice. And you're going to vibrate yourselves. Like everything's going to feel more electric. And you're going to intuitively feel like you are becoming more ready. A lot of people will say, start before you're ready, do the thing. I disagree. I totally disagree. I think you need to align your energy and get really clear and visualize and at least with the feeling that you want to feel with the thing that you're not quite sure of what you want to be doing. And then you bring that into your practice and just watch what lifts. You guys, if there is anything I can say, in a million years, I never truly imagined that I would It's not even about like doing the things I'm doing, but becoming the person that I'm really proud of who I've become to this day. And and I I bring it back. I bring it back to my commitment to meditation, my commitment to moving my body and moving the energy because I think we've got to shift it and sway it and not hold on to it. And like I always say, don't trust me, try me because I believe so deeply. Well, thank you so, so much. And move. <laughs> Alex, do you want to say a piece? Alex? <laughs> no, I know. I love this part of being able. I mean, this question is, this is James's question, but we want to hear your favorite part. Wait, my favorite part of the event? Oh my God. I mean, uh, it's just been, I think... The, the reality of starting this online for me, because I started truly teaching digitally. It, you know, I was never a trainer. I never started teaching in a studio. And being able to connect with people all over the world is really, you know, I, I shared this in a post recently, but it's like, it's a really powerful thing. But then being able to like, see the smiling faces and to be in your actual energy is it's it makes me just come back to the place I won't cry again because I've cried four (laughs) times of just keep going like that's just the message that I feel I hope that you can all like take something and to to never give up on yourself and to invest in yourself and to give this energy that we give away so freely to so many people who don't deserve it, to bring it back to yourself. And this gift of being in a meditation, moving your body like you love yourself is, it's, it's medicine. It's, it's, you know, it's what is going to elevate your soul and being around people who connect with this message and are here to better yourselves to just feel good is like, this is who I want to be around. And it's just at each and every class got better. I will say this is the OG class. And I really was like, this is the class that just 
You guys gave me so much and I'm so grateful. I'm really, really grateful. Never lose sight of the gratitude in your in your life and the people and my team. Can we just give a massive shout out, you guys? Like I started this in my living room on a $24 tripod and I never imagined that I would have this many people who share the vision and bring it to life like you do. I'm so lucky to have so many incredible people here to bring this to life in a way that we never imagined. So I love you guys. Thank you for giving this. You're all, my team has worked so hard. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so grateful. And Alex for just running the event. It's been incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. God, I have to say it still feels so good to share that the evolution of the MWH platform is finally here. And we are giving you so much more on the platform with your membership. We have a very special offer for our Move With Heart listeners. We've never done this before. For new members, in addition to your seven-day free trial, we are giving your first entire month for free. That's another 30 days free, you guys. We never do this. All you have to do is head to melissawoodhealth.com and use code MOVEWITHHEART, all lowercase, no spaces, when you sign up for a monthly membership. Let me tell you, if you did not know this already, MWH now offers so much more. I cannot emphasize that enough in every category to help guide you in both movement and meditation so you can feel not only your absolute best in your body, but most importantly, in your mind. So don't forget to get your first month free. Use code MOVEWITHHEART when you sign up for a monthly membership at melissawoodhealth.com. And follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Tepperberg and MWH at Melissa Wood Health on Instagram and TikTok. I cannot wait to see you all on the maps.